0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. When we get to the revision part of our writing, it's really difficult to see our words in new ways. We've been sitting with them for weeks and months, even years. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about the concept of making the familiar strange and provide you with some simple tools on how you can do that. I'm so excited you're here. So let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Written Compass. I'm super excited about today's episode because I'm actually bringing in a little of my qualitative research background. Yes, when I was a doc student in my doctoral program, I had to do a dissertation just like most people do when they're getting their PhD, and I got to learn a phrase called making the familiar strange. And I'm excited to share how this actually continues to support me in the writing that I do today and how I get to use this tool also and support my clients when they are writing their nonfiction books. So when we are writing, and we've been writing and writing and writing, we are often sharing things we've said before, we've written before, we've been rereading it now, and we, we know it, right? It's our stories, it's our ideas. And once we start to get towards the end of our big book writing project, We know what we've said. It becomes very familiar to us and almost to the point of being sick (laughs) of our words. This was called when I was collecting data for my dissertation. This is where we get saturated, right? We have become so familiar, so engrossed, so ingrained in what is happening. And in the research setting, for me, this was um, recording things, having interview recordings, transcriptions, observation notes. I just had so much data. And when I'm book writing, it's like so many words that I'm just, I'm just full, very saturated, soaked up with all the things. This happens and it's very, very normal. Then we start to get into our revision and our editing of our words. And we really need to be able to see it more like what a reader is going to experience. And this can be really difficult because we really have a hard time seeing whether our words are landing and coming across as we want when we've gotten so close to them, when we have become saturated with them. And the reason for this is, again, at this point, you've read and reread so many times that your brain actually starts to fill in anything that may not be there. So tell me this, have you ever read something out loud, something, especially something you've written, And you've actually said a word that wasn't on the page. (laughs) I'm raising my hand because I know I've done this. I used to hear my students, I'll hear my clients do this as well. And it's one, a great opportunity because I get to go, oh, did you want to use that word? Because you said this, and this is what's actually on the page. So I use it as a little good, a good uh, revision tool. But it's what our brains do. They're so good at like seeing what's not there that we will actually fill in the gaps. This poses a little bit of a problem, though, if we're not actually writing those things down, okay? So we want to make sure that we implement this idea, or this is where I'm excited to share this idea of making the familiar strange, okay? Now, I've already shared one way to do that, but let me explain what I mean. So we've got to distance ourselves a little bit from our writing. We've got to see it through another set of lenses, another set of glasses. Um, We've got to be able to shift our perspective so that the words are not so close to us that we fill in the gaps that aren't there or we nod along as we're reading and trying to revise and edit. So we try our best to make the familiar strange. And so there's a couple of different ways that we can do that. The first one might feel a little counterintuitive, but it's to step away. It's to actually put the writing down and go do just about anything else and just give it some space. Now, this may freak a lot of you out, especially if you're writing and you might be on a deadline with your editor or with me, your embodied writing coach, and that's okay. Sometimes we just need an hour, right? If you're working on deadlines, sometimes just taking a walk, of course, I'm going to go all embodied on this. You might go do some movement, get connected to yourself, but just anything that switches your brain off from those words helps you make the words strange to you when you come back right? This allows you to just get out of that swirl, get out of that blur and just just do a little needle off the record, give yourself a new perspective. So taking a break. If you have the spaciousness, I recommend several days of a break that can be really, really powerful as well. But take the time that you need, take the time that you can to keep your deadlines, whether they're for yourself or for, like I said, your support, like someone like me and take a break. The other thing I've already shared, which is to read Out loud, read out loud, particularly to someone else. Record yourself reading out loud. Something happens when we read our words out loud. We see things differently. We say them differently. Like I said, we might actually say and share a word that's not there. We also might hear it in such a way that causes us to pause and go, "Mm, "I'm a little lost here. I'm not sure what I'm saying anymore." And so it gives you an opportunity to make a note and come back and say, "Let me come back to this. Let me look at this further." right? We can often see when we've repeated ourselves, maybe I'm saying the same word. Wow, I said that 15 times or difficult, you know, three times in a row. Is that really making sense? So reading out loud again, just gives you a different perspective. You can also have someone else read it out loud to you. Now that gets a little vulnerable, but I like to instigate these and create space for this in my Embodied Writing Mastermind. Where we really have created a space because we're all on the journey together, and these amazing writers have come together to share their words. And guess what? Somebody's gonna read it one day. So we practice sharing out loud, and we even exchange and let someone else read our words to us. Again, it just gives you enough of a shift that you can hear things differently, see things differently, and you find places that you might wanna delete. You might want to add to, you might need to, you know, massage the words, whatever it may be. But again, it, it allows you to make that familiar strange. And then the final thing is a little bit of combo of all of those, which is to allow someone to read your words off on their own and to give you some perspective, some feedback. It allows you to have distance. So you've got to take a break because it is literally off to someone else, right? And there's no point in you going in and making changes, especially in the digital world. Of course, we would both have access at the same time, but it allows you to have a little distance in space and it allows someone to give a different perspective. And I love allowing myself as a writer to ask for what I need. So don't be afraid to say, here are the questions I have about my writing so far. And there can be some really cool tools that you use around that. This is actually inspiring me that I probably need to do another episode around like how to ask for feedback. Cause a lot of times we've just been taught to say, Hey, tell me what you think, or I don't know if it makes sense or this really sucks, but can you read it? (laughs) Right. Or just, can you fix it? Right. Can you give me feedback and tell me what's wrong? And none of those are really, really actually what we want feedback on. And it's ultimately not in support of our writing. So I'm making a mental note that I'm going to do a a whole episode on how to ask for feedback, effective feedback. So good to know. But I'll just leave you with one question that's great to ask now, which is, um, what do you hear me saying? Right? And what is almost said? Or what did you want to hear more about? Those are some really great questions when we are sharing our words with someone else or even doing the reading out loud. And it just gives the reader, the responder, some focus. And it allows you to, again, make that familiar strange. So as always, I want to know, what do you love about this idea of making the familiar strange? Again, it was something when I had so much data to sort through and now so much writing to go through. When you're in a big project like a book, it really is a nice tool to have in your tool belt. To help you really put some distance between you and the words, start to experience it like your readers are going to, which is just gonna make your writing so much more powerful and impactful. So let me know what you think. Share as always over on Instagram at Shayna Hartman underscore. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Written Compass. If you are loving this content, then please share this episode and tag me on Instagram at Shayna Hartman underscore. And if you're wondering how you can implement the ideas I share here and really begin creating your amazing book, I want to connect with you even more. Head over to shaynahartman.com slash the written compass to learn even more about not only writing your book, but truly experiencing your words. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment,